Welcome to Smart Creation, the podcast, an invitation to explore the potential of sustainable fashion. Every other Wednesday, Adrian, your host, talks to key players in the fashion industry to discover new products and understand the challenges behind offering more responsible fashion and learn the solution available today. This podcast is brought to you by Première Vision, the leading event organizer for fashion professionals. To find out more, go to www.premiervision.com. Discover and enjoy. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to Smart Creation, the podcast. Today, we are at Première Vision and we are talking with Olivier Renault from the company Renault Jeune. Hello, Olivier. Hello, good evening. To begin with, could you please uh, present yourself and your company, please? Yes, my name is Olivier Renault. I am the owner and general manager of the company Renault Jeune, which is a small lambskin tannery based in Mazamain, the south of town, uh, south of France. We are tanning lambskins with the vegetable tanning process. Mm. I am the third generation. This company was built in 1928, and we are mostly focusing on uh, leather for uh, shoes, leather goods, and insoles. Okay. Could you give us your, your definition of uh, sustainable fashion? What does it mean according to you, uh, sustainable fashion? I think that sustainable fashion or sustainable leather means that the company is working with good procedures, good manners, mm -hmm. to preserve the environment, of course, security of the, the workers mm -hmm. and of the final customers with the finished product. Perfect. Um, To what extent your company is sustainable? Uh, what, what did you put in place to be sustainable? And, and above all, what has been the Eureka moment when you decided to, to, to be more sustainable? I, <coughs> I had two Eureka moments. The first one was that the administration, the French uh, authority for, for the, the industry, mm -hmm. obliged me to improve my water treatment plant efficient. Efficiency. So I had to build in nine, in 2013 a new water treatment plant. Cost was seven hundred seven hundred thousand dollars euros. Okay, which is a lot of money for my small company. Mm -hmm. And once I had done this, I said, "Now what do you do? You keep crying, or you go ahead in this um, in this trend?" And so I said, um, "From." Um, a big amount of money invested, take, let's take advantage and let's go ahead. In, and I, So I started to increase all my uh, ecological and eco-friendly habits uh, just to, to increase, enhance these um, this, uh, practices. Okay. So, for instance, so we we are we focused on recycling on our waste. We mm -hmm. are recycling ninety five percent of our waste in the tannery. Okay. Uh, the trimmings goes to make recycled leather. The sludge from the water treatment plant make fertilizers. Um, the only the the shavings also make fertilizers, and we are currently thinking about uh, methanization, making gas with these same products. So this is something which is very important for us. Second aspect would be that we stopped using fossil fuels. Mm -hmm. We replaced the fossil fuel by um, a renewable fuel 
coming from the wood industry, mm-hmm. pine industry, and we are um, implementing a new boiler this year with uh, the new um, uh, boiler then, and uh, we changed the whole heating system using wood. So we really tried to reduce step by step our footprint and mm-hmm. our carbon uh, emissions. <coughs> And so the second factor which pushed us to do this was that it is a real, very um, important demand from our customers. Mm. More and more, my main and major customers come to visit our company and want to see what we do for the environment mm. before they can commit themselves with our with ourselves. Excellent. So it's very, very important for us and we... We keep our customers and I believe we gain market shares because we have this real um, um, eco-friendly um, way of working. Yeah. And what has been the second Eureka moment? Uh, that's what I said. First okay. one was the the uh, mm-hmm. the industry that push, pushed us to make yeah. this water treatment plant. Okay. And the second one is mm. that the, all the customers keep on asking for uh, from us this kind yeah. of uh, okay. guarantees. All right. Uh, what has been the, the results of this uh, sustainable strategy? Um, sales have been growing, ex- exploding, or...? Um I wouldn't say exploding, <laughs> but as I said, we, I think we gain market shares because more and more customers are concer- um, mm. concerned about this. Yeah. Some One customer came to buy a substantial amount of leather from us and he visited for a, who, a whole day the whole factory Mm. before he said, okay, we can work together. This is very important. Second one is that the young people we are employing are more and more concerned about the environment and they are happy to see that uh, the general management is working into this, this, is very conscious about this problem. So I think it is a testimony of a real move of the company Mm. towards the uh, protection of the environment and which uh, gives us Uh, every day mm. a better and better image which obviously uh, helps directly business, or yeah. indirectly the business and the sales i wouldn't say the i wouldn't say the the turnover has exploded yeah but at least in even in in, in tough times we keep on we keep the the same one or slightly increasing but i i believe that we are gaining a better position for the future definitely um According to you, how can the, the food industry uh, can accelerate its transition to a more sustainable way of doing? The food industry only in, inside leather or? Well, inside leather general? and generally afterward. Well, I think inside leather, the trend has been taken already. Yeah. All the big luxury groups now ask from their, as far as I know, ask from their factories to be um, very efficient and mm. uh, Now there's um, this LWG leather working group which is coming coming up very strongly and everybody has now to comply with these regulations mm. and I believe that in the in the very near future if all the tanneries which are not LWG certified I believe will face big problems. Mm. This is why we are working very very strongly on it. Mm-hmm. it. It takes time by us because we are a small company but this is our main goal to achieve this certification within one or two years. Excellent. Generally? and Gen- yeah. Generally, it's, 
um, I think we don't we don't always have to do a big 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 um, changes to to help save the planet. But we all the industries can be conscious about their their role in the in the society and in the world. Mm-hmm. And um, but the problem is that. Um, the final customer must be also ready to pay a little bit, a little bit more because this has a has a cost, mm. and very often some people say, "Okay, we want green planet and we want you to be uh, uh, eco friendly." But if the product, the price of the product increases, they don't agree. So that's this is also a problem. Mm-hmm. What are your the KPIs you are looking at to um, to monitor your progression when it comes to sustainability? Um, I don't. I don't really. I don't really know. It's um, uh, all the customers keep on asking more and more um, guarantees on this. Yeah. Uh, more and more customers are asking from us to be to if we have the LWG uh, certification. Yeah. So they they keep us very. This is the highest standard, you moment. Yes, that's yeah. the highest standard of the moment. But I would like to point out that without even without talking about LWG. In France and in, in the whole of Europe, I believe mm. we we all have some strong legislation, uh, right? Strong legislation and governmental uh, legislation, which uh, oblige us to still to be uh, efficient as yeah. for water consumption, yeah. uh, energy, security, mm. quality, and so um, even even companies which are not LWG cert- uh, compliant, certified. Mm. Um, in Europe, I would say are are good good tanneries and good companies because because we cannot work in France without uh, without this kind of uh, behavior. Of course, otherwise they they would stop us. Yes, can you uh, tell us a little bit more about um, the, the processes of uh, of of the tannery? Um, I know that you don't use uh, me, um, chrome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you use only ve- vegetable uh, tanning process, right? Yes. Uh, can you explain us what is the difference between the two? The two way of doing. <coughs> um, our process is we tan the skins with the vegetable tanning extracts, mm. which are uh, quebracho from Argentina and uh, mimosa from Brazil. Yeah. Uh, we just replace the chrome in the tanning process by these vegetable tanning extracts, which and the vegetable tanning extracts gives to the leather uh, a stiffer hand. It cannot be as soft as as it is with the chrome leather. Mm-hmm. This is why I believe there's a lot of fuss being made around vegetable tanning, but this is not the end of the chrome tanning. Um, the question is not. Can you use chrome or not? Of course, you can keep on doing. Um, you can keep on tanning with chrome, mm. but the, the the thing is, you have to do it with the, the right uh, procedures. Yeah. And most of the tanneries today, especially in Europe, uh, are this is well made. Yeah. Uh, are working in this in this way. Mm. And uh, so, so the main difference is that with the, with the chrome tanning, you will get some much softer, much thinner leather, mm-hmm. whereas with the with the vegetable tanning uh, process, but still we improved a lot the quality. Mm-hmm. And now with the, all the auxiliaries and fat liquors and chemicals, we can achieve much better quality than 20 years ago with the vegetable tanning process. 
You are working with big companies, uh, with luxury groups and luxury brands. Uh, but putting yourself in, uh, in, in the shoes of young designers, uh, when it comes to sustainability, what, what do you advise them to do? What should they look at? Uh, what choice they should do if they want to, to build a sustainable brand? Yes, as you say, it is true that because there's so, um, so much complications in the industry that uh, this LWG was created just to um, give a reference. Mm. And I was surprised this morning to talk with a friend who's working in the textile industry. And even for wool fabrics, his customers are asking for LWG, for wool. Because the wool comes from the animal, from yeah. the sheep, yeah. so it, it's going very far, very far. Mm. And uh, even so, for fabrics in wool, somebody is asking for uh, for the leather working group. But uh, um, the main thing is just to check that the the, the tannery, either its chrome product or vegetarian product, is mm. really conscious about the environment and taking care of the workers of the environment as for for the water consumption as for the energy saving mm. and uh, i think the the young designers any designer can can communicate on this just like they are they can communicate uh, um, about the the animal welfare mm. which is seems to be very important especially for the young people yeah I feel that all the young people that come and see me are very, very conscious about the, the animal welfare. Mm. But once again, of course, you can have some black ducks in the in the market. But most of the slaughterhouses or of our suppliers suppliers are are good suppliers as for the animal welfare. Mm. Uh, mm. But the problem is when you when the What's the name of this uh, association in France? L216. Yeah. He's coming in a, in a slaughterhouse by night and taking some pictures. Of course, it is a very, very bad effect, but it's maybe just a few percentage of the, of the, of the industry. And mm. nobody's, nobody's, um, wor- not everybody, I mean, is working like this and mm. uh, harming, harming animals. Mm. But this seems to be something which is very important for the young people. Yeah, definitely. Um, where do you see the, your, the biggest challenges coming uh, in the coming years uh, for your company and for this industry, the leather industry? I think the biggest challenge is to keep on, uh, to try to convince all the people mm. that leather is still a good product, renewable because we we get, we process, reject and without the tanners we would have to burn or dump all these skins which would damage the planet so um, and in front of many many different uh, material and fibers synthetic or not synthetic but uh, recycled fibers just like this famous pineapple fiber mm. I don't say pineapple leather on purpose of course um, all these uh, materials are very respectable mm. I've just seen in the smart creation uh, section, quarter yeah. that mm. section one fabric which I, I found fantastic, which mm. is made made with banana, mm. which is made with banana banana leaves. Wow! But, but at least they just, just just they call it banana text, but they just don't call it banana leather. Yeah, we have to explain to to avoid this confusion. Mm. This is a big challenge because mm. the final customer is lost. Uh, between all these uh, different materials mm. and we have to find our own way just to to guarantee that people will 
keep on liking leather and uh, and they can also some other can also use this new fabrics new material which are once again very respectable as mm-hmm. long as they are not mixed with the leather industry mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. okay and um, perfect uh, I've got a few more questions for you um, well what what do you want to close the door to in uh, our industry sectarism yeah I mean, people must remain open, and w- once again, as I said, there must be another way. Um, nothing is any market. Nothing is totally white or totally black. Yeah. We have to. Uh, we can. We we must uh, reinforce our pos- position in the world as for uh, as being a leather supplier, which is a very noble material, which has been used for years and years, decades and decades, and. Uh, seem that today nobody wants to use leather anymore for some items but I think we have to communicate and to to convince once again the people that this this can be a, a very good and renewable product for mm. the future mm-hmm. but it sounds like the, the, the leather industry uh, is missing some representative who can talk about it uh, and make some pedagogy uh, about the leather yes yes it is true but I know that our Our federation, just like the French Federation for the Tanners, are working very strongly, very yeah. hardly, just to uh, in the schools with the young designers, just to explain everything mm. and teach them, and uh, tell them that just what, what we said, and that the leather is still a good product. Mm. And um, uh, this is very. We we need more communication. Yeah, definitely. What is the last piece of clothes you bought? Leather shoes. Leather shoes. Which brand? Uh, I don't remember. It not, was not a famous brand. Okay. I'm not really brand conscious. Leather <laughs> shoes for me is, uh, is a tool yeah. and I'm not fan of fashion. So okay. I just wouldn't check to, to buy leather shoes, but I uh, don't remember the brand. Good quality, yeah. Who is the personality you would like to listen to in this podcast? Hopefully young designers or final final users of, of this kind of products. Yeah. Um, It is. Um, there's also something we didn't say, um, which is the, the trend. Because today there's a trend with the sneakers and mm. the sport shoes, which are very often made of made of fabrics. And maybe let's hope that all the people who are today um, wearing uh, sport shoes made of fabrics can also uh, someday wear uh, leather shoes and mm. uh, leather garments. And mm. uh, but this is fashion, and it comes back and it, it comes on it comes back and uh, it's just the same story of fashion for everything yeah. so um, maybe we have a few more years tough years to, to face and if we can communicate and explain to other people uh, hopefully uh, some people who listen to this podcast we uh, they could be more open to the leather consumption yeah definitely thank you so much for your time it was a pleasure to talk to you uh, All the best for the future and uh, speak you soon. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast till the end. If you want to support this initiative, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you follow. Just click on the subscribe button, rate it five stars and leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to share the podcast on your favorite social media. Thank you for listening to Smart Creation, the podcast, an invitation to explore the potential of sustainable fashion. 